0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? You're fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball not on and, and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit, the guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Ambition, ambition, ambition,
0: ambition,
1: ambition. He did a dream, a dream that was harder at live Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna me for my ambition, ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. He did a dream, a dream that was harder to live. It, live it. Here's your host, CMO Bucket. They gonna me for my ambition, ambition. Welcome on into the Hooper's Log. It is episode fifty. Yeah, episode fifty. We're here. Fifty episodes in. Here on the Hooper's Log, it is at TNT Thursday on Thursday, January 14th, 2016, and we have a jam-packed show today. We're going to recap the 10 games in the NBA from last night, we're going to recap some of the crazy games in the world of college basketball, Uh, there's some hot topics in the world of basketball we need to get to, Uh, last night the Powerball went absolutely crazy, three people split the 1.6 billion, 1.5 plus billion uh, Powerball uh, clearly, if I was a billionaire, I wouldn't be on the show right now, and I know Andrew wouldn't be here either. Andrew Norris is on the line. Andrew, what's up, man?
2: Oh, I am a billionaire. Uh, I did win the Powerball. I just am doing one more day, so nobody knows. Uh, but when you never hear from me again, it is because I won the Powerball, and then I went into hiding.
1: Yeah, yeah that's 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 what I recommended to everybody at work. We did our own work pool. We bought into about 100 hundred, hundred and fifty $150 worth of tickets. I think I bought like 4 or $5 worth. And then uh, when when we when we saw the tickets, we overall only won like seven dollars. So that's kind of what happens there with that. And I recommended everybody look if 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 someone isn't at work tomorrow, clearly they won either like a million dollars, which is like five balls, uh, five of the balls, and then no power ball, or they won like four balls and, and four balls and a power ball. So they they probably won like ten thousand or a thousand or a million dollars. They won't be at work tomorrow, so we'll know tomorrow or today what the case will be. At work. So, congratulations to those who won the me- mega giant ultra huge Powerball, which now has dropped back down to forty million as a uh, combo, and uh, the the Powerball uh, record is now done at one point five billion. An insane, an insane turn of events here over the last twenty four hours in the world of lottery. Uh, again, t- speaking of lottery, you're talking about college basketball. There were three games last night that kind of put me on my seat. Uh, and then there were ten games in the NBA, and there are some games tonight that we desperately need to get to. Andrew, are you ready to get to this show?
2: Let's do it, man. My
1: my, my name is Simo Buckets. I'm here in the Hooper's Log episode 50. We'll have Jake Chapman on here in about 10, 15 minutes, uh, 20 minutes, and then we will have our FanDuel guys on later on. We're going to talk college basketball now, and then we'll get into the NBA. Kevin Hart started up. He's going to be he's going to be coaching in the All Star Celebrity Game. Let's go! All right! All right! All right! going learn today. Speaking of episode fifty, another thing too, uh breaking news in the world of uh in the world of bass or in the world of just sports in general. Uh a guy. Named, uh, yes. yes, speaking of episode fifty, uh the team hosting Super Bowl fifty in San Francisco has hired a new coach and guess who? Chip Kelly. Yeah, the circus is going to be joining uh San Francisco here over the next three or four years as they have no organization and the disappearance of John Harbaugh and that whole thing is gone now in, in San Francisco. And Chip Kelly joining is what it is there now. I just I saw that on my t- ticker just a minute ago. Uh, you talk about some fantastic stuff there. Okay, let's get to college basketball. Last night in the World of College Basketball, both teams who were in the national championship game uh, in the World of College Football participated. And they came out and they played inspired basketball. As Clemson beat Duke. 68-63 uh, in an ACC brouhaha as, as Clemson won 68-63. Oddly enough, that was the national championship score that Duke beat Wisconsin in 2014. Alabama, uh, they won 73-50 over number 19, South Carolina. Clearly an inspired performance by them in the SCC as they get a W there, uh, opening their eyes to the committee to see where they might land in the NCAA March Madness Pool, which will be here in about, think about it, in about, uh, I'd say about two months from today is Selection Sunday. Think about that. Selection Sunday, two months from today, we will be here to recap all the college basketball here over the next couple of couple of months to get to that day. Um and then also a scary one is Oklahoma number two, Oklahoma barely beats Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve, seventy four seventy two. They squeak past them and get the victory there. Uh in the NBA, there were some crazy games last night, clearly as the uh as as the uh the the Los Angeles Clippers get the victory. They win one oh. What God? Where's the score at? Okay, one oh four to ninety over the Heat. Uh, Chris Paul had fifteen points, twelve twelve assists. The Clippers have now won ten in a row. This team is clearly putting it all together. And outside of the slow start at the beginning of the season, which now it's starting to look like. That was a slow start. This team came out and played without DeAndre Jordan, without Blake Griffin. You talk about a guy who is now imposing himself as the team MVP with no questions asked and Chris Paul. This guy is carrying his squad like no other. You're seeing a guy right now put up 15 and 10 ball games every single night, almost 20 and 10 every night, and he is carrying his squad to try and keep them going here in the vaunted Western Conference again. This Clippers team missed DeAndre Jordan for the first time in nearly five years. this t- Last time DeAndre Jordan missed a ball game was in 2011, December of 2011. This guy uh, apparently had pneumonia last night, which is scary, uh, and it's the first time he's missed a ball game in five years. Think about that. Think of all the guys and all the teams and all the things that have happened in the NBA over the last five years. LeBron's won a ring. He's won two rings. He's been to the finals five straight years, or four straight, five straight years since that time. It, it's crazy. Uh, how things have gone on The Spurs have won a title The Warriors have done what they've done uh, Steph Curry has leaped into the all-time greatest point guard conversation Which is ridiculous But that's what's been going on here over the last five years Since DeAndre Jordan missed a ball game And the Clippers found a way to get it done And guess who didn't decide to get it done On the same day That the Powerball was drawn And three teams won The Warriors, three Three people won The Warriors lost their third game To who? the denver nuggets now I didn't want to say I told you so I didn't want to say you know that that this is you know Steph Curry had a wipe away the performance by the way Steph Curry in that one in the loss. he had a thirty eight point nine assist five rebound ball game, and he also had three steals sixty four performance of the night there by him but but the Warriors lost one ten to one twelve to in Denver. And I know that they're thirty eight thirty six and three, excuse me. They're thirty six and three. They're playing unbelievable. All their losses are at home. Now they're eighteen and three at home, which is still unbelievable. But I just wanted to, I didn't want to say I told you so, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Draymond Green is the MVP of this team. Draymond Green was out last night. He he was not he's not feeling good. He was he was hurt. Uh and this team could not quite get themselves over home. They had nineteen points in the third quarter. Since when have we seen a Warriors team this season score nineteen points in the third quarter, and Steph Curry had to score 20 of his 38 in the fourth just to keep them in it. This team is not the same without Draymond Green. I know they lost one game, you know, but I want people to understand something, too. Tonight they play the Los Angeles Lakers. After the Los Angeles Lakers is when, guess when? They start their rough stretch in the NBA. Out of their next, I believe, it's 15 ball games. They play uh, that many games, I believe, or 13 games leading up to the All-Star break. Three of those are cupcakes, where they play Phoenix, Philadelphia, and Los Angeles tonight. Then they play, and Andrew's excited about this, at Detroit on Saturday, at Cleveland Monday, at at Chicago on Wednesday. Then they come back home for Indiana, San Antonio, Dallas, but that's no walk in the park. Uh, then they play Philadelphia, which is a cupcake, in Philadelphia. Uh, at New York, which they have not been a walk in the park as of late, if you've been watching, at Washington versus Oklahoma City and versus Houston, and then at Phoenix right before the All-Star break begins. This is a team that's going to be facing some serious scrutiny here over the next 13 games, and they will have a true test. And if they're as banged up as we think they are, this might be the team that starts to collapse here over the next week, week and a half, uh, two uh, month as we get into the All-Star break. Uh, heading up here shortly. And, again, 36-3 with the way the Spurs have been playing, and I know they play a huge test tonight uh, against Cleveland in San Antonio, which will probably test their their home record. It's going to be a crazy game. Um, but this this stretch for the Warriors is one of the more brutal stretches we're going to see in the NBA all season long. It doesn't matter who they are and what they've done. It's going to be brutal. Andrew, what do you think of this stretch coming up for the, for the Warriors and what did you see last night from them?
2: Yeah, now you, you said – this is where we see a team maybe start to break down. Now the Warriors breaking down might be ten and three in the next thirteen, or or nine and four. Which I you know I don't want people to think we're saying they're going to go five hundred. You know unless you're no. missing Steph and Draymond, I don't think five hundred is even an option. Um, I, I I agree a hundred percent with what you said. I mean the Warriors' offense looked stagnant last night. How often we we haven't seen the Warriors in in almost two or a year and a half now have we seen them look stagnant? At all, I mean, not even close. Um, they, they, and I mean, let's. They still scored 110 points, but Steph Curry had eight turnovers. He wasn't getting those open threes. He got hot in the fourth and started making some crazy shots, but you know the 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 open threes weren't there, and he was taking contested threes and missing them until the fourth quarter. Uh, they committed, thir- I want to say, 35 fouls in this game. Uh some obscene yeah. amount of fouls, maybe forty five fouls, it was something crazy. I mean Gallinari shot twenty one free throws. and he yeah. uh let's see, no, excuse me, nineteen. He went seventeen for nineteen from the free throw line. Uh Jokic or however you say it, you know, Nikola Jokic. uh yes. he is yeah. one of the most undervalued players. He's not gonna put up stats, he's just not. He's gonna go out there and get, you know, uh, eight points, six rebounds, that's what he's averaging. Uh, but you know he's gonna he's gonna get big rebounds and he's gonna man up when when your team needs to man up. That's the guy I want on my team. He's seven feet tall and I he's a man. Thick, two hundred ninety pounds. That is a huge human being. I mean, a giant person. Okay, I, I when he left the game and he had to walk back to the locker room, he. he I mean, the guy is giant. Um, and, and you know he he was making big big plays down the stretch. Uh, you know, Eric, not not Jokic, uh, Joseph Nurkic, um, Nurkic, and again, there's he's he's not going to get you a huge huge plays, but he's going to do the right thing. Um, but you know, I I could see the Warriors, especially I, I don't know if you how much you watched of that game, but Steph Curry just looked hurt, man. He didn't look healthy until he got hot in the fourth. Um yeah. he he's not moving on he's still moving off the ball like crazy, but not like he was previously, and that's what makes Steph Curry so great. When you move off the ball like he does better than anybody in the NBA and add that with shooting the three better than anybody in the NBA, you know, you're gonna get points and you're gonna get points quickly. Um but you know, he he, he just didn't look right. Um they should be resting him and not Draymond Green. Draymond Green's perfectly healthy, they just wanna get him rest. Uh, and, and they're making a big, big mistake letting Steph Curry play 40 minutes while he's, you know, hobbling up and down the court. When you have this huge stretch to come, I mean, you played the Nuggets. I, I, I get you lost, but Steph Curry was as much of a negative part of that this game as he was a positive. Those eight turnovers were, I mean, you saw him try to get fancy. They had a chance to tie the game or win the game. He tried to get fancy, and Gallinari just tore him up and stole the ball. Uh, you know he 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 didn't play like himself until the fourth quarter, and even late in the last thirty seconds of the fourth quarter, that turnover, he just didn't look right. He didn't take the final shot, and, and you know the more he plays on these shins, the more you're going to see it, and the, and the worse it's going to get. Oh, and don't look now, but the San Antonio Spurs, and this might be why they're playing them, are only two and a half games back. San Antonio's is yeah. right on their tail. If San, if San yeah. Antonio beats the Cavs and then the Cavs beat the Warriors, that's when it's gonna start getting interest. Well and here's
1: what's interesting. We're starting to see a Warriors team and this may be the turn, this may just be a bump in the road, but this could be the turn where the Warriors start to not play like themselves and we start to see teams like the Clippers who've won ten in a row. We start to see teams like the Clippers start playing like the team we expected. We start seeing a team like Houston who plays like the team we expected as they now have won five in a row. And they're 21-19, and kind of coming back to earth and playing like the team we all expected. James Harden getting a whiteboard-worthy performance last night. 27 points, 11 assists, three rebounds of 52 on the whiteboard-worthy performance scale. They beat the Timberwolves. Uh, and Andrew Wiggins had an outstanding game, he had 28 points in that one. But the Rockets are starting to come back and play the way they're supposed to. The Thunder get a win as well, 108 to 89, destroying the Mavericks the way they're supposed to. You're starting to see teams in the in the in the Western Conference start to kind of come back to where the Warriors are now. If the Warriors, if they if they come back and they destroy LA tonight, which I anticipate, this I think tonight is a huge litmus test for the Warriors in where they're at health wise. They just played a pretty mediocre team in Denver, a young mediocre team in Denver and they didn't look too good. Honestly, if Steph didn't score 20 points in the fourth, this team would have lost by 10 plus points. It just that's what would have happened. And and if if we see a team like the Spurs who are playing tonight, you know, catch up to them by by getting a victory catching up to two, maybe three you know, uh, two, maybe a game and a half back of the Warriors and the Warriors can't play well tonight. We're going to see we're going to see what they what 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 they're made of here after this weekend. This weekend is going to test this weekend and the next week, two weeks is really going to test what the Warriors are made of. And if they can go through that stretch and not have, you know, seven losses or eight losses, then I I, I think we're going to look at a team who's probably going to take the first spot because clearly once they get to the all-star break, they got a nine-day layoff. But it is it is a circumstance where we're seeing a Warriors team potentially start taking the turn for what they, they're they coming back to earth. The Warriors are coming back to earth. And hopefully this is the turn where it makes the opportunity for the Thunder The Rockets to kind of sneak their way back into the Western Conference and then also have the Spurs and Clippers also find a way to get in there as well. Kevin Durant in that one against the Mavericks had a wipe away performance, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Russell Westbrook got ejected from the ballgame, so he didn't do very much on the offensive side of the floor. I believe he only played 14 minutes, still getting ejected before halftime. Um... Also, Villanueva got ejected as well. Uh, there was a lot of just a lot of emotions now. Uh, anyway, uh, Pacers and Celtics. Celtics get the victory over the Pacers. Now they're 20-19. They win 103-94. to 94. Isaiah Thomas had another outstanding game, and that went. Uh, Amir Johnson had 18 rebounds. Paul George, close to wide for the performance, but no cigar. 23.8 rebounds and four assists. I'm telling you, that the, the Eastern Conference is just – it's up in the air. It's up in the air, man, as the Knicks also lose – to the Nets in the Borough Classic uh, as as Derek Williams comes off the bench and scores 31. Brooke Lopez, 20 points, eight rebounds, a ho-hum game for him. Uh, and and you saw the Wizards also destroy the Bucks after they played the Bulls tough the night before. Wizards are now 18-19, hovering around the 500 mark again. Uh, Hornets get off the schneid of their seven-game losing streak. Kemba Walker gets the victory for them for the Hornets, 107-84, to 84, dominating the Hawks as Paul Millsap only contributed 20 points. Uh, he like, contributed like a quarter of their points, and they only scored 84. Not a good look for them in Atlanta. And then Damian Lillard, again, carrying the squad. Who would have thunk that the Trailblazers would have had 17 victories coming into this portion of the season? I, I did not – I don't think anybody in their, in their right mind saw this coming. People could say, oh, yeah, you know, the Trailblazers still aren't a bad team. Dude, they lost four of their five starters last year, and they still have 17 victories, and they're hovering around a potential playoff spot. As they beat the currently eighth-seeded uh, Utah Jazz – in Portland, 99-85, and Damian Lillard had a whiteboard the performance. 21 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, and 2 steals. Again, Damian Lillard is a bona fide all-star now. He's not just a slip-in like last year when he when he came in because Griffin was hurt. He is a bona fide, needs-to-be-in-the-all-star-game type of player. He is carrying this team when C.J. McCollum's not, not playing well on the floor. Even if C.J. McCollum is playing well, Damian Lillard is a huge huge presence of that team and he is creating that, that team, giving them an opportunity to get into the postseason conversation and it's way it's just it's just unbelievable what they're doing out there in, in, in Portland now only three games in the lost column back. Of a potential playoff spot as they are now at the halfway mark of the season. Pelicans beat the Kings. uh Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. You really can't turn the game off. Watching the highlights for that one should be a fun one if you can because I, I truly didn't watch this game at all. But Boogie Cousins got a whiteboard worthy performance in that one. Even though he didn't get the victory, he got the whiteboard worthy performance. Thirty two points, twelve rebounds, a fifty on the whiteboard worthy performance scale. Those are all your whiteboard worthy performances of the day. Those were your games from Wednesday, Andrew. What else did you see from a Wednesday night in the NBA? Uh, it was it was a it was jam packed night.
2: Uh, we're about to have inside the time, so I got a little story to tell. Um, as many people, and I know you probably don't know this, Chris, because you live in a state you live in the no fun state. Um, and you yeah. can't play FanDuel. Um, no, but you have to put placeholder lineups in if you want to get in certain things, and if you, you just do it to make sure you're you're in as many uh games as you want to be in, as many leagues as you want to be in. So I set my placeholders. It was about 80 bucks worth last night. Um, and, you know, six thirty, six forty-five 645 year olds around. And I'm like, all right, well, my my family's having dinner tonight. Uh, we're all sitting around the kitchen table having, uh, you know, a, a dinner. You know, we haven't eaten as a family in forever. We're all so busy that we all sat around the dinner table. And uh, my little nephew, he's four years old, we started playing the silent game. And, and it was the funniest thing in the world. And he start and he distracted all of us, and then we stopped playing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going back down. Uh, I'm gonna go play my PlayStation and watch some basketball. Um down I sit in my chair, I look at my phone, and it's 7:03. Lineup block <laughs> at seven o'clock, and I broke oh, no. even. The my placeholder lineups that I just picked randomly broke even.
3: And I would—I
2: joined the twenty-five-dollar tournament, and if it wasn't for that tournament, I would have won twenty-five bucks. But I got—I had the luckiest night you can just about ever had. Like I had David Lee in one of these lineups; he got zero points, and, and I Yikes. still placed It was—it was awesome. Uh, but I never want to go through that again because the whole night was just like. First, I was angry, and then I saw. At one point, I was winning one hundred and fifty bucks, and I was so excited. And then it went back down to like losing sixty bucks. Not broke even. It was a it was a emotional roller coaster.
3: Uh and,
2: and that's just you know that's what fan and basketball does to you. Also, side note, um the Clippers man, they they're they are the team we thought
1: uh and they're legit. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're gonna catch up and be good. I we, do we, yes, we do it. Yes, yes, yes we do. Yes we do. Andrew, your favorite person, Jake Chapman is here on the line with us. Jake, what's going on, man?
3: Hi, what's up, guys? How are you? Up, doing Jake? good, doing good. Doing good.
1: Hey, what, what, how's it going out there in Detroit? I mean, I know you won the Powerball last night, and I know you're going to get out of there as quickly <laughs> as possible and find a way to get to the Bahamas now. Um, but uh, but, but, realistically, what's going on in Detroit right now? As uh, They are right now are helping around a seventh seed in the, the parity-driven Eastern Conference.
3: Yeah, I'm at the uh, Detroit Metro Airport right now. I am on my way uh, to the islands, and, yeah, this is the last piece of work I will do yeah. for the rest of my life, is hopping on with you guys.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, We're no, honored
3: to have you on. Oh, yeah, right on. Um, no, you know, it's it's, it's a really – it's a, it, it, I call it hell week. Uh, we had the Spurs at the Palace on Tuesday night. Yeah. Tonight they're in Memphis, which is never an easy place to play. And then you got the Golden State Warriors on Saturday – and an MLK Day matinee at 3.30 on Monday uh, with the Chicago Bulls. So, nice little stretch here for the Pistons to kind of see exactly where they're at. Spurs game the other night, you know, they didn't get blown out uh, per se, but it was pretty much controlled by San Antonio. And Stan said after the game, you know, you can't play for 12, 16 minutes good basketball against a team like that. Um, You know, they're still in the search of that consistency, 48 minutes of really good defense. And the offense has been better as of late. The defense was really good for about five games there. But with a young team, it's up and down, and you can expect that. Still, with that said, uh, two weeks into January at 21-17, and I think all Piston fans will take it. I'm sure Stan Van Gundy will take it as well when you think about where they were at this time last year.
1: I mean, we've talked about – last time you were on about a month, month and a half ago, we talked about Andre Drummond and his ability to – you know, he's gotten much better – this year, and 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 as time has gone on throughout the season, he's now turned into probably a top two center in the NBA, maybe top three, top three, top two center in the NBA, and I think he's the best center in the Eastern Conference with the way he's been putting games together. He's not just a guy who looks like a you know a, a DeAndre Jordan anymore, who's just a defensive presence. This guy has a bona fide offensive game now, and he's really the centerpiece of what they're building there in Detroit. Can you can you take away from what? him and especially what and I know we talked about this earlier in the season but what him and and what him and, and Reggie Jackson have really put together for this team 21 and 17 in the Eastern Conference you know within the last 5 years would have been something like a 5th seed you know unfortunately <laughs> fortunately for the Eastern Conference but unfortunately for what the for what the Eastern Conference is now which is more of a competitive just just conundrum than I would have thought coming into the season they they're playing really good basketball in a pretty even conference, and as it sits, they're only about two and a half, three and a half games back of the second spot, which I don't think anyone's going to catch Cleveland, but they're only a couple, you know, that far back of the Toronto. What are you seeing from this team here in the first half of the year that I don't, I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is, what is what is so different about this team than what, than what we expected coming in with the way Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson have been playing
3: yeah, I mean, it, it. it is the two of them. It's the one and the five, and it, as a matter of fact, after the game on Tuesday against the Spurs, Stan called both those guys out. Like, you can't only be good on the offensive side of the floor, and you can't only be good for a couple minutes. Andre got into foul trouble in that game, and actually Andre's numbers have leveled off here a little bit in January. Um, what, five games into the month, he's only averaging 11 rebounds, so that's a little bit off, um, you know, what he's been doing. He's down to 15.4 boards a game. It was right around 16 um, headed into the month of January. But obviously, when you think about Reggie Jackson, I mean, it's game number, uh, what, 39 tonight for him as a starting point yeah. guard. I think he has a pretty legitimate case as an all-star. I'm not sure he'll make it. Um, he's got kind of an uphill battle. Um, Andre got passed today by Carmelo Anthony for one of the starting front court spots, but he'll be there no matter a joke. what. And really, it, it, yeah, no, it's, it, it's stupid. And I, I would like to think it's because yeah. – the fans are paying attention and know that his numbers have leveled off in the last five games, but obviously that's not the case. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's look, the, the franchise is built around and A lot of people will tell you if you're building an NBA franchise, you start with your one and your five, and Stan thinks he has those two in place. Certainly it's hard to find a, a center in the Eastern Conference or even in the league who can impact the game like Andre Drummond does. With that said, the next step is defensively. He's still – he, he's still not fulfilling his potential defensively. Now, is he a bad defensive center? No, of course not. He's actually really good in terms of steals. He gets almost two steals a game, um, you know, over the course of the last 10 games. He's at about one and a half. Um, for the season, he is at 1.8 steals a game, which is a good number for uh, for a center, but he's at about one and a half block shots per game. So you want him to alter more shots. You want him to be a better anchor of the defense. And the real bugaboo with Andre Drummond, is the free throws, obviously, and it's been way worse over the course of the last couple games. He's shooting 17% over his last five games at the free throw line. Um, That can't happen. So in the Spurs game, as we got into crunch time, the Pistons sort of bit into the lead in the fourth quarter. Aaron Baines played the major minutes in the fourth quarter um, on Tuesday night because he couldn't afford to leave Andre out there. So what Stan said was, look, if you're going to shoot free throws at this poor a rate, then you've got to pick it up on the other end. You can't let anybody get an offensive rebound. Like, you have to be the best right. rebounder of all time. And you got to play a little bit better defense because we cannot go, um, you know, a couple possessions where we're obviously not scoring or we're scoring, you know, one out of every four free throws that you shoot, and then they're scoring at the other end. So it really is the team Damn. goes as Reggie goes offensively, and the bedrock is kind of Andre and what he does night in and night out. That's the future of the franchise. It's looked good so far this year, but you want to see it get to another level, to another level.
2: Yeah, and you, yeah. you mentioned uh, on, or Steve Angundy's comment on Andre only shooting, what, 17% is it over five or six games. Um, do you, from being around, you know, the team and, and people, being around people around the team, just, you know, a lot of your life, a lot of your job revolves around this team. Do you get the sense that, that he's really putting in the work to become a better free-throw shooter, or is that something that he kind of leaves alone And because, I mean, we we see after he misses five out of six, he'll get this little pouty face, he'll walk back to the bench, and, you know, he'll sit there. Do you you get this feeling that he is really putting in all the work he can to improve and it's just not happening yet? Because he does look better no matter what, and maybe not over the last six games, but his mechanics so far this year, he he had a hot stretch. I remember he made six in a row at one point, and I about lost my mind, which is really (laughs) sad if you think about it. But do you get the sense he's really putting in all the work necessary to to become a, obviously he's never going to be great, but a good free throw shooter?
3: Yeah, guys, I see it. You know, I yesterday, for crying out loud, he was there long past anybody else alone in the gym shooting free throws. It was him alone shooting free throws and Reggie Jackson in the corner with Stan in a tablet watching film. And that's not rare. That happens quite a bit after practice. It'll be just the beat guys hanging around. We'll talk to Stan. We'll talk to a couple of players. And, you know, you just sort of hang around and see who's doing what. And Andre does. He does put in the work. And he does make better than 19%, 17% when he shoots in an empty gym. With that said, when the lights are on, the popcorn's popping. It's a different ballgame. And what I see and, and, you know, what I've heard from sources um, is he just doesn't repeat the same process time and time again. So, yeah, you can get 1,000 shots up, but if they're 1,000 different shots, it's not helping you at all. So I think it's a matter of obviously he's never going to be a great free-throw shooter. He might not ever be a good free-throw shooter. But in order to be passable, you have to find something that works for you. And maybe it's mental, maybe it's physical. It looks like mechanically it's just no two free-throws are the same. And it's kind of beyond me how you can do something over and over again and it doesn't eventually look the same. But that's kind of the case right now. I I think he kind of gets inside his own head. And I also think it's something that, you know, again, he's never going to be very, very good at it. Um, but at least if he can get to, to passable, uh, 50% seems like it's way far off for him right now. Get to 45 and then we'll go from there. Um, he puts the work in. It's just you're not seeing the results right now.
1: We got Jake Chapman no, yeah. here
3: on, on the Pistons
1: postgame show. Uh, Andrew, uh, do you want to get into this? All, you want? You have one more question, or do you want to get into the all-star game selections now, or one more question? Yeah, let's move on to the All-Star game. Okay, cool. I'll I'll give mine, and then I want to hear yours, Jake, after we give ours. Ours are really similar, Andrew and I. We have a couple of differences here and there, but outside of that, they're pretty much the same. I have in the starting front court for the West is, is Curry, Westbrook, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins, and then off the bench I have Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, uh, Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson, and obviously Kobe needs to be there because of his uh, needing to feel like he's important. Uh, And then in the Eastern (laughs) Conference, I have John Wall, uh, Jimmy Butler, Andre Drummond, LeBron James, uh, Paul George, and then off the bench, I do have Reggie Jackson. I think Reggie Jackson's been one of the better point guards in the NBA. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Carmelo Anthony, Paul Gasol, Kyle Lowry, Isaiah Thomas, and Chris Bosh. Andrew, go ahead with yours, and then I want to hear Jake's uh, answers. Oh, uh, yeah, in, in the West,
2: like you said, we're very similar. I have Westbrook starting. Uh, that's, I, I really, you know, looking over it, I really think that's more just because I don't like Curry, but whatever. Uh, I have Kobe <laughs> starting at the but so far my West lineup isn't looking too good. But I'm willing to give it to Kobe when it's top 10, you know, top 10, top 15 all-time guys, and they're going to retire, especially after almost 20 years. You know, give it to them. Uh Then I got Durant at the three, Draymond Green at the four. Uh, Boogie Cousins obviously playing the five, having one of the having the best season out of any center, and it's not really even close. Uh, obviously off the bench, Curry, Harden, Kawhi, Damian Lillard, who's been absolutely fantastic. Anthony Davis, if he doesn't get like a chest contusion or something, or a bum elbow or a sore finger, uh, Blake Blake Griffin, um, and then uh, and here's my my shocker, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, and that's just. Again, that's just one of those personal things. I just think the guy's so exciting, and I I think he would already fit in with his athleticism and his savvy uh, in in an all-star game. In the East, uh, I got John Wall, Jimmy Butler, LeBron, Paul George, uh, the guy who should be starting, Andre Drummond, uh, Kyle Lowry, Dwayne Wade, DeMar DeRozan, Reggie Jackson, I'm biased, uh, Chris Bosh, Pau Gasol, and then Brooke Lopez to round it off. I left Melo completely off. Uh, he's been outstanding this year, especially <laughs> perspective. But you know what? Hi, right, Mello. I'm done with you, uh, Jake. Jake, what are what are yours? And if you don't have a whole list made up, just who are who are some of your locks and who are your, some of your scouts?
3: Yeah. I love the, um, you know, just leave Mello. It's your list for a reason, guys. If you don't want Mello on your list, <laughs> so you leave Mello off the list. We know he's going to be there in <laughs> Toronto, but if, this is your list, so yeah. Power to the people. Um, <laughs> Everything I got is pretty similar. I, I put the, the starting five in on either side that I think we'll get voted in based on where we are. There's only a week left for the voting. So out yeah. left, I got Steph, Russ, Kobe, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green. Off the bench, I got Chris Paul, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Blake Griffin. And then I kind of I drew a line there because I think DeMarcus Cousins should be there. I think Anthony Davis probably will be there. And I'm not sure you can take both those guys. If you do, then it becomes, does Clay Thompson go? Does Damian Lillard go? I think Lillard's number certainly, yeah. um, you know, will we'll, we'll we'll take them there. But, you know, if you assume Luke Walton's going to be the coach, I think Clay might be one of the last sort of appointees. And then I also have the, the idea that only one San Antonio Spurs is going to be represented sort of bugs me. So I would not be bummed out at all if Tim Duncan as kind of a, you know, you're Tim Duncan here, take uh, whatever, your 20th all-star appearance or whatever it is, 18th. Um, as kind of a, you know, lifetime achievement award. I'd be totally okay with that. I think I'd be okay with Lamarcus Aldridge. His numbers aren't as great. You know, I think he's at like 16 and 9. But you look at the way he's playing right now and what the Spurs are doing, I would not be um, at all dismayed if there was another San Antonio Spur uh, in Toronto aside from Kawhi Leonard. So I kind of draw the line, I think, my last couple spots. I do think Boogie Cousins deserves to be there, but – I. I wouldn't be shocked if he got snubbed again. He's the guy who always gets snubbed um, just because of his personality. And, you know, the Kings, yeah, they're playing okay ball. Um, I think they're playing a little bit better than people assume. Um, But with that said, you know, I, I wouldn't be blown away if he weren't there. I think Lillard should be there, but I also wouldn't be shocked if he got snubbed as well because of Portland's record. Eastern Conference, Dwayne Wade, Kyrie Irving, I'm not sure either of those guys should be starters, but they will be. LeBron, Paul George, and Carmelo Anthony and then off the bench Andre Drummond, Paul Gasol, Chris Bosh, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and I I have John Wall in there just because of the numbers. I I'm not a Wall fan at all. I'm kind of hoping mm-hmm. um he he sits out. He doesn't seem like the type of guy who would sit out because he, what he had an MRI on a leg muscle the other day. Um uh, but he's kind of got that Carmelo thing. He'll play the All-Star game even if he's hurt because it means that much to him. Um and then I draw the yeah. line. I think you got Reggie Jackson, you got Isaiah Thomas, you got DeMar DeRozan. Any of those three would be fine with me uh, for that last spot, but I kind of have a feeling if Toronto is there, um, if they're still the second seed in you know a week or two, um, a week or two's time, because they're in Toronto, I think DeMar DeRozan might get sort of that last spot just as a nod to the home crowd. So that is my uh, that's my All Star lineup. The All Star game is look it's supposed to be fun. I don't have a problem with Kobe Bryant at all being in the starting lineup, I think, you know, they, it, There's he should be there. He has to be there, and they have to do something special for him at that point. And guys like Kyrie Irving, he's an all-star. I realize he hasn't been playing all year, but the second he gets back, he's putting up 26, 8, and 7 lines. Um, so I have no issue with that as well. I, I know we got to
1: let you go here soon, Jake. Uh, we got some more people on the line we got to talk to, but I wanted to say one thing before I let you go. There's no Atlanta Hawks that we picked isn't that out? Isn't that incredible? This team I know. is one of the best teams in the NBA and there are no Atlanta Hawks the only one I could think of as looking at the stats and looking at all the stuff I was like the only guy I could think of potentially putting is Paul Millsap. Outside he's of that Millsap, he doesn't even have numbers. He just he doesn't even have that many numbers. He's got like 18 points and I think he's got eight or nine rebounds a game. This team is solid and there's just nobody out there that you'd want to pick. It's it's unbelievable how good this team is and how little the guys we, we think of when it comes to them. Jake, uh, we're going to let you go, buddy. Thank you so much for calling in and talking Detroit basketball and all-star game for us, man.
3: All right, guys, anytime. Be well. Appreciate Absolutely. it, Jake. Absolutely. You too. All
1: right, that's Jake Chapman here on the on the uh, FanDuel Studios here at 323-642-1558. 3, 3, 5, 5, we have our FanDuel guys here, Dre and FP. Are they both on the line at the same time? I'm here. This is Dre. Okay, sweet. All right, cool. We got Dre here in the studio. We're going to talk some uh, some, some fan duel stuff today, and who do we think are going to be locks of the night? We have huge games in the NBA, six of them in the world of of the NBA. And uh, before I let you guys talk, you and Andrew uh, get it going. I want to hear your guys' locks on tonight's uh, performances when it comes to players to pick. That would be outstanding.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um one of my favorite players of the night tonight has to be uh Ish Smith. Um, since going over to Philly he has a uh you know, fifty point four assist rate and a twenty nine point nine usage rate to go along with thirty four minutes per game. And one move that Philly made that has kinda gone of overlooked has been uh, you know, with Mike D'Antoni on the staff now. Uh they're playing a much more up tempo game and that fits Ish Smith's style to the tee Um Another person I'll I'll be looking to lock in tonight is Rodney Hood uh, against Sacramento. Sacramento's first in pace; uh, they're 28th in defensive efficiency versus guards. And Sacramento actually interesting stat they they allow the most three point attempts to shooting guards in the NBA. So, and for those of you that know wow. Rodney Hood, you know that's you know that that's his game. So uh, look for him to jack up. I mean, it could be double-digit threes tonight. So if he's shooting 40%, you got 12 points right there. Um, and then I got three guys that are all bulls. Uh, so my favorite one is a small fall spot with um, Miritich tonight. Um, I think Miritich should start at the three, but he should also see some minutes at the four uh, without the Gasol. And with Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler both having their health in question, you can see Miritich put up. You know, 18 to 22 shots tonight. His usage has skyrocketed. So those are uh, wow. those are my three locks. Um, and obviously, I also like Taj and uh, Joe Kim Noah at the center spot. And that should allow
2: you to pay up for some studs if you hit up those kind of players. Yeah, and and I see tonight or today, I guess one of them starts in about 20 minutes, well, 21 minutes. We have four slates yeah. going on. Uh, which ones are you putting out lineups for tonight? Uh,
0: me personally, I I focus on the uh, I just focus on the main slate. Um, FT will throw out lines for any slate that has more than two games. So you know if the Express has two and the Late Night has three, he'll skip the Express and just throw out a Late Night.
2: Yeah, yeah, and um, I I don't know if you've been listening, but I had kind of a crazy night last night. Didn't get a chance to get your lineups in. Uh, Eighty bucks, my placeholders broke even. It was amazingly terrible. Uh, but, I mean, placeholders, I mean placeholders, where I just clicked a bunch of clicks. Um, in fact, I had David piece in one of them, as I said earlier. Uh, how did you guys do last night? Were you guys cashing on the first year you guys out last night? Uh, is that Pee on? All
0: right. Um, I know that uh, one of our lineups cashed despite the Devin Harris injury, which was which was nice. Uh, the other main lineup missed by three points, and that one actually had Tyreek Evans in it, and we all saw that he went down last night. Um, so that kind of, you know, put a dent in the two main lines, both hitting. But, you know, we did we did hit on college basketball. We did hit with NHL. We do do more than just basketball. So it was definitely a, uh, a profitable night, but we split with our two main plays for the NBA. But I know FP hit uh, – his main, his late night and his after hours. So he went three and one last night with all the slates. So we had a very profitable night,
2: very nice. And you guys have been on a hot streak. And I'm getting up, getting up, and I'm one million dollars. That's <sighs> hey, that's that's all I need, okay? Hey, if you can make me a, <laughs> a few lines that gets me what maybe a million, two million in the next couple of days, I would of course uh, accept. I would have no argument against it. Okay, we can billion dollars. No, I tweeted out. I tweeted out last night that okay, I didn't win the Powerball. Now I hope Vandal just gets me enough for this down payment on my house. So that yeah, right. What if that mean? Something. (laughs) I hope that doesn't put too much pressure on you, uh, but that that is what I'm asking from you. Um, I don't know how far you've looked into this weekend's football. I don't know if football's a whole week thing. I never made lineups uh, by my. I've made lineups by myself, but never like sold lineups for football by myself. Um, do you have anybody that out of these four games this weekend that that is a for sure lock? Because I think I'm going to enter the the Saturday Million and uh, hopefully like Jeff and our group uh, last week. I'm getting up towards the top there. Well, um, looking at,
0: the, there's a lot of stuff this weekend that is based on injury, so it's kind of hard to give out any locks right now. I mean, you have Devontae Adams. Uh, if he's unable to play, you're going to see Randall Cobb uh, slide to the outside, uh, and you'll see the kid Aber, Aber Midas or whatever. I don't even know what his last name is. He'll be playing the slot. Uh, you know, you have the Antonio Brown question. I think if Antonio Brown is out, I think the biggest beneficiary of that is actually going to be Toussaint come out of the backfield. Uh, you'll see a lot of underneath. He was targeted eight times last week, which I think is something you'll see seeing Denver's pass rush. Uh, the Jeremy Macklin injury situation would have a huge boost for uh, Albert Wilson as well as Travis Kelsey. Um, but the one person who I would key on uh, would be Russell Wilson this weekend. Uh, Carolina, although they're yeah. known to be a solid defensive team, uh, they ranked 16th uh, this year against the pass, uh, and they're also susceptible to rushing quarterbacks. So Russell Wilson will probably be my favorite uh, quarterback play of this weekend, hands down. Yeah, and, yeah that's and, a pretty and good and pick
1: there, in Russell Wilson.
2: Nice. We're, we're we're running out of time here. Um, it's going to be a little bit shorter than this time than last.
1: Uh, Next week,
2: Friday night, we will be on. Uh, I I, I do want to have you on then, so people are going to be listening right before lineup locks. Uh, I think that will be awesome. But, Dre, as every time, uh, again, sorry this time was shorter, but as every time, we appreciate you coming on, and we look forward to next time, man. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And next Friday, we'll give out a free
0: lineup on your show. So any listeners can get it. sounds
2: good to to me. me. Sounds
1: like a plan to me. I appreciate it, man. Talk to you next week. All right. All right, thank you. No problem. Okay, so we got about a minute left on the show. We're going to skip on into the podcast a little bit. Uh, We might take an extra minute or so because we got quite a bit of games to break down in the game, the world of the NBA tonight. So the live edition will be ending here in about 30 seconds, but once the live edition ends, we'll probably only go about a minute deep into the podcast. For those of you listening on the Apple Podcast, I'm sure you're good to go. Obviously, Toronto and uh, Chicago, I believe – oh, excuse me, Toronto and Orlando are playing overseas. Uh, tonight, or, or just here soon in, in the O2 Arena. I don't know. where Where, what's, where is that actually being played, Andrew? Uh, I just know it's in London. I don't know. Uh, okay. O2 Arena. Know.
2: Um, it's, it's probably a weird name for some European. They probably
1: think it's really cool. I don't know. <laughs> it's well it means oxygen so there's probably just an oxygen arena where they provide it anyway it doesn't <laughs> matter uh in 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 uh, in london they have the raptors and magic here in about 15 minutes if you want to check into that on nba tv feel free to do so but outside of that it is a TNT, uh it is a tnt thursday here Uh, in the world of the NBA. Again, Raptors Magic in about 15 minutes. That'll be on on NBA TV. Toronto's favored by four. Take them. I think they're going to win. They they just have a better starting lineup. And coming into this one with a young Magic team, I don't know how they're going to be prepared for that game. So I think the Magic... We'll struggle in that one, and the Raptors will get the victory. Chicago's favored by 7.5 over Ishmith and the Philadelphia 76ers. I think that's a pretty good line. I think the Bulls are going to absolutely dominate tonight in the NBA. Pistons and Grizzlies, this is one of the better games coming on tonight. Clearly not game of the night. I- I'm probably not going to tune into this one. I'm going to watch the other game, which I'm about to mention. But Pistons and Memphis is a big-time game. Memphis is favored by a point. I'm telling you, take the Pistons in this one. They're going to bounce back, and they're going to play outstanding in this ball game. And then you have the game of the night. Cavaliers in San Antonio uh this could be a this could be a NBA finals uh uh per, you know this could happen this could actually happen come June and it wouldn't be sho- I wouldn't be shocked if it did happen you got Kawhi Leonard on LeBron James you got Kyrie Irving and Tony Parker you got Tim Duncan and and the down low presence of Tristan Thompson and Timothy Mogov and all those guys and obviously you got Kevin Love there as well um, it's going to be a LaMarcus Aldridge. You got all stars all up and down on the court. It's going to be an unbelievable game there in San Antonio. San Antonio is favored by six and a half. I honestly, I, I would just take, I would just take the even line. Honestly, if you're in Vegas or if you're picking this game and you're watching it on TNT, just, just take Cleveland minus plus, just take Cleveland plus the six and a half. Cause it's going to be a close one and it's going to be a classic tonight. Kings and jazz. Uh, the Kings are going to be in Utah. Utah is favored by two and a half. Look, The Kings are clearly a better team right now, and the Jazz are kind of catching up, and the Kings are looking at the standings thinking they're only two games back of the Jazz. They're going to be hungry. They're going to dominate in this one. I think the Kings will beat the Jazz. Lakers and Warriors, look, Warriors are favored by 17. I think the Warriors will win, and I think they'll win by more than 17, but don't be shocked if the Lakers make this a game early and kind of put the fear in some people. This is the last game on TNT and the last game of the night. I think the Warriors will get the victory, and this will be their last real easy win until we get into the real part of their schedule coming up here over the next two weeks starting on Saturday when they play in Detroit. Two more games in the, in the world of college basketball before we. Before I let Andrew talk them before we get out of here. Um, there's two games coming on. We have Pitt in uh, – Pitt will be playing in Louisville. Uh, you have uh, – that's a big-time ACC matchup there, number 20 Pitt in Louisville tonight on ESPN2, if I'm not mistaken. And then you have the Big Ten matchup where you have Iowa, number 16 Iowa at Michigan State, a rematch of the 2015 Big Ten Championship. That'll be fun to watch. I think Michigan State will dominate in that one, but we'll see what happens in that one as both those ranked games will be on tonight in the world of college basketball. Andrew, anything else you want to say before we get out of here?
2: Yeah, first, I didn't get a chance to
1: brag uh,
2: last time about my Michigan Wolverines taking down the Terrapins, yeah. okay, without without their future lottery pick, Karis LeVert, okay. The Wolverines stepped up. They've been playing awesome. A win tonight probably gets them in the top 25 at the end of the week. They are looking better and yep. better, and they're only going to get better when Karis LeVert comes back. Uh, I'm kind of on the same and page I agree you. with you. I don't think we of the watching much of the Pistons tonight. Uh, I mean, you can't miss Cap Spurs. You can't miss LeBron versus Kawhi. You know, as much as people want to make uh, make up that Kawhi dominates LeBron, LeBron's career averages against him are like 38 and 8. So let's. LeBron's gonna go off in this game because he always does against the best defenders in the league. Uh, I mean, people think Andre Iguodala knew how to play defense on LeBron, and he dropped 35, 10, and 9 on him. So uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun game. Uh, I I do think the Spurs are going to win it, Um, but who knows? Pop might sit some people. Pop probably doesn't want to show them the whole hand in case they meet up in the finals. Uh, And, you know, LeBron's going to be really hungry. So I think this is going to be an awesome game. I think the Lakers are going to go down big early and actually come back and make it close. Obviously, they'll lose. Uh, And then I think the 76ers are going to take care of business and beat the Bulls. Ish Smith is going to do (laughs) – do the dirty work, and and get this W. This is about the 10th time this year I've predicted the 76ers to win a game, and I am, to this point, 0 for 9. So I guess we'll see in the future <laughs> Future uh, later tonight at 7 o'clock how good that one goes.
1: Um,
2: and then at work here, when I walk back in, I'm probably going to turn on that Raptors Magic game, because that sounds like a good time to me, I'll
1: tell you that. Sounds like a fun time in the O2 arena where the oxygen will be flowing. Uh, anyway, we have uh, we have about... A minute left in the show. Episode 50 is in the books. we got about, we got about a minute left. Episode 50 in the books. Episode 51 will be tomorrow. We will be talking the halfway part of the NBA season. Yes, halfway show will be tomorrow. We'll recap any of the big-time games tomorrow real quickly. We'll go through it like for five minutes tomorrow, and then we'll jump right into our halfway show and talk about what has gone on in the first half of the season. We'll give you halfway awards. We'll give you all that stuff. The halfway point of the season is tomorrow, pretty much tomorrow, after this weekend, and we'll give you all our awards, our insight on each team, each division, uh, tell you kind of what the standings are, and give you really a brief outlook on that for tomorrow. It's going to be a big show tomorrow, and we're going to really break down a lot of what's going on in this first half of the NBA season. Andrew, we're out of here, man. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Peace, everybody. Have a fantastic day. Watch that Spurs-Cavs game. It's going to be an instant classic. Have a good one, everybody.